episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about War for the Planet of the Apes, uh, the last part of the trilogy of this series, this iteration of Planet of the Apes, uh, again directed by Matt Reeves, starring Andy Serkis, Woody Harrelson, Steve Zahn, and that's about it. Um... And I think that Josh and I are probably going to have a little bit of differing opinions on this movie, uh, just based on our sort of our, our like preliminary discussions about it. But um, I, I know you just saw it again for the second time. I only saw it one time, but I saw it like, oh, man, I don't know, maybe over a week ago, I think. Hmm. But um, yeah, why don't you start, Josh? Like, what what did you think originally? What are you thinking now? What's your take on uh, Planet of the Apes? Well, I uh, I left it thinking it might be my favorite movie of the year and definitely my favorite movie of the trilogy. Um, but like just through our uh, through our scheduling conflicts and whatnot, we weren't able to record till today. And like I because I liked it so much, I figured why not go see it again so, so it can be fresher when we actually do the podcast. And I left it still thinking it was pretty great, but I I had more issues uh, like because I, I even even a couple people in the days after were like. Um, well, are we gonna? Sp- I don't know if I want to really spoil this now. I'll just. Say I mean, we could just do full spoilers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because yeah, my my feelings have to do more at the end of it anyway. Um, okay. So, yeah, uh, go see. I mean, you might not recommend people see it based on what I've heard you say so far, but I, 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 I'll, I'll say like just go see it before you listen to us talk any further yeah. about it. No, I mean, um, it, it's good. It's okay. I, I like. I really like the whole trilogy. As like, it's a really good set of three movies. So if you've seen the other ones. Definitely go watch the end. Okay, I'll say that I, um, a couple people were like, "Oh, well, that ending was a little cut short," and I was like, "I don't know, dude, I, I loved it." And then I went and saw it again. Like, I still thought most of it was pretty great, but I was just like, "Yeah, that avalanche is kind of ridiculous." At the end, it was like kind of my thing. It was like they really like for some reason decided like it felt like they really rushed things. And I was listening to a podcast with Matt Reeves, and he was like. Man, like before I did, like I, I got called to do, uh, I got called to do Dawn like pretty late, and I only had like two years to do it. And then I feel a lot better about this one because I had three years to do this one, or something along the lines of that. And it's like, it does feel like the last tw- like twenty minutes of this movie are awfully rushed for someone who's saying I had so much longer to do this and write the script and all that. It's like for yeah. a movie that's like, I mean, I get why people, I mean. I I, I I mean I think uh, Rise is better than or Dawn is better than Rise, but I, I get why I, mean, I think still think Rise is good, and I think these has a very good these the movies have a very a very good sense like the first two two and three quarters of these movies like are very very meticulous and detailed and really well thought out, and it's a shame that I do think it was a fairly actually not as strong of an ending as it could have been, and that's what disappoints me. Even if I found a ton else to like about this movie, um, it, it sounds like you didn't you just didn't like it probably. No, I liked okay. it. I just I just based on your initial oh, reaction okay. to it yeah, yeah, and yeah. based on like the blurbs on it on Rotten Tomatoes are like are like like fucking like legendary like blurbs well, about so, movies. So this so this means in 2 weeks you're going to think this movie's trash. <laughs> that, that's how this usually starts out with you. It's like, man, the critics like it way too much. Everyone's way too high and then But like, I was but I wanted to see it. Like the trailer's really good. I was really excited for it. I just was a little let down by like the whole movie. The whole movie. Okay. Uh, I feel like the pacing was really not that great. Hmm. Um, I feel like nothing was really happening for like a lot of the. Uh, well, here's the thing: is you have this uh, this really great trailer, and a lot of like the tension that you assume is going to arise based on the stuff in the trailer, like 
happens like right at the beginning of the movie. And it sort of took me aback a little bit because like Woody Harrelson's character sort of like coming in and like killing his kid is like a really big deal. And it just in it sort of like sets the motion like thematically for the rest of the movie. But I just I don't know. It just didn't really have as big as an effect, I think, as it should have, because we were really like disconnected from Woody Harrelson's character like at that moment in the film. And then we sort of looked pretty terrifying in the moment for sure. But we were just like rushed into the. Like the into like, I don't know I just feel like we were really rushed into the movie and then we have this like a lot of things happen right at the beginning, and then the rest of the movie is so fucking slow, uh, and it just uh, I don't know I just didn't something about the whole movie just like felt off to me and I think part of it is in Rise we had like a really good human element with. Uh, Franco and Caesar, and then in Dawn you have Jason Clark, Harry Russell, Gary Oldman, and Caesar. Gary Oldman and, doesn't really do anything for me in that movie, uh, but I mean, I, sure. like, I, I, I still think the Jason Clark stuff's pretty great, so it doesn't really. Yeah, really it care. is. It's so great. And then you have this movie with uh, a mute child, and you have Woody Harrelson, who, in theory, is such a great character. And his performance is pretty good, but it's just underwritten to me, like really underwritten because – It was almost like a pleasant surprise to me though that it doesn't end up being as underwritten as you initially think it's going to be because they give him sure. that scene where he explains all of his motivations and it's but like – But that's it. Just, they give him this one scene, this big sprawling scene where he just explains everything and it's like – uh, why couldn't he, this movie is like almost two and a half hours long. Like, why couldn't we have more scenes instead of this one big, literally he's Caesar's like held up in chains and he's just talking to his face, telling him all of these important historical no, no, details. No, 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 that, that happens when he takes him out of, the, he's not tied up anymore. Like, or I guess he's kind of tied up, but he's not like on the cross anymore. He's, he's like standing there like a person. And I, I don't know, man, like everything about, uh, about, Harrelson's character sort of ends up being like like it's such a perfect like comparison with him and Caesar right like that's what they're doing they're like these guys are like well I know it bothered some people because and uh, because it, it was apparently a ripoff of the Marlon Brando character in Apocalypse Now a movie which I have never seen it's like one, one of those movies that I know I need to see that I just haven't seen so that bothered people who have seen that but like because I hadn't that was what was what was what was on my mind yeah it is kind of like an info dump Yes, uh, but I think I was just like kind of worried the whole movie that this guy there was not going to be anything more to this guy. So even besides though, being like a terrible like war guy, sure, essentially like a Nazi. Uh, there's a lot of Nazi imagery at the same time too with those people, yeah. and I think I was just so worried that a movie that I'm otherwise really enjoying is going to have this guy be play such a big role, and I'm not going to know anything else about him other than that he's a monster. And he, in a way, he still is a monster, but at least you. At least you have an idea of why. Um, yeah, you can and, you can empathize with him a little bit, despite how terrible he is. Yeah, and I, I guess I guess I mean, and like I'm saying, I th- I definitely think the movie, uh, I, I, I the pacing didn't bother me for the most part until the end when it tried to when it obviously wrapped everything up really quickly. Um, I th- the one thing I'd say about the part about the beginning, which I I mean I agree. It I mean you can tell he's I mean I think for me I think it's shocking enough. And the significance of their death is 
conveyed in in just the in the way that Caesar goes about it right afterward. Because sure, because you 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 learn just how rational he truly is in Dawn. Because in Rise, it's more about him being radicalized before, and then it's like okay, well look how measured and pragmatic and even keeled this guy is throughout Dawn compared to Koba and the rest of them. And so to see him make that kind of decision right after his wife and kids get killed, it shows just how jarring of an effect it has that it knocks that guy off his rocker a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I just, I don't know. There were a lot of details about Caesar and Harrelson that are sort of just like convenient for the plot, like that they both have a kid that dies and da 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 and all this other shit. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I just, I just didn't feel the movie is like heavy as the weight of the movie wanted itself to be. Okay, here's because it's like oh, there's like there's like fucking monkey internment camps, and it's like this really serious shit. But I just felt disconnected from it. See, my my thing would be after thinking about it was that I think for me, this movie has more powerful moments than Dawn, but Dawn is a more consistent movie throughout. Um, that's yeah, what I'm I, uh, I can buy that because, I guess because here, I mean, I mean, well. We didn't even talk about Caesar's death, but it it, it felt. I mean, oh my god, it, no, it was terrible. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was terrible, but it felt kind of predictable. Like, yeah, it was so predictable. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm not saying so. he has to survive, but like, I, I just kind of assumed he was going to die, so it didn't really shock me. But I don't really sure. know how differently you do that if you want him to die. That might be just kind of unavoidable. That you kind of know that that's where it's headed, but. It's still kind of. I, I still think that's moving. I think the the thing that, but like, I mean, it was almost. It was more moving to me almost when that. I mean, the the when the first of the, his traveling group that gets killed, that guy kind of went out like a bitch. Like that was that was a that was a very very small stab, and then he just dies in like three seconds. Whereas Caesar takes an arrow, and he yeah. presumably lasts through like a whole entire trek. But with, with with the moment that he has with the little with Nova, like I, th- th- I mean, I thought well, that was pretty moving. The wh- one of my favorite scenes of the year that I'm gonna, I mean, it sounds like you nothing really moved you that much in this movie, so you might not agree with putting it on our scene of the year at the end. But the scene where Nova feeds him and gets him water, like yeah. that was a pr- really yeah. really well done moving scene. So like yeah. stuff like that, nothing quite like that moved me. And Dawn, which I think is why I kind of left this movie on a high off of those moments, not really thinking about the smaller stuff. So then I go back and see it again, and I'm paying – I think I'm just paying more attention to other stuff and not getting quite as caught up in those moments. And that's where I kind of started to nitpick a little more. And so I don't know if Dawn reaches those emotional heights, but I think it's just a more well-told story. Yeah. um, I think Dawn is is a better story for sure. And I, I don't know, man. Like, I like the movie. I just – everything it, – again, it's like an expectation thing that it's just unavoidable. Like, for some movies, like this movie especially, based on what you said and, like, me wanting to see it and how g- much I like Dawn. And I think another thing that might have – another thing that might have been different for us was that not just that I didn't have a history with these movies. I, I think you probably saw – You, the, you, walk, you, probably you saw, watched them back to back to you probably back. Saw yeah. Dawn, you probably saw Dawn in theaters, right? Twice, yeah. Yeah, so I, 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 I just thought, oh, those are silly eight movies. I don't need to see those, and yeah. no, no one ever bothered to tell me those are actually good sure. movies until yeah. until but you, they are. you did like it's three crazy. weeks ago. 
And yeah. so I, I got those first two, but I, I think I'm even, I might even watch the war trailer when it first came out before I'd seen the first two. And I was just like, all right, whatever. Cause I didn't have any context for what this was. Sure. So it was harder for me to get as hype on a trailer and I didn't watch the trailer again after the first two. So sure. like, I, maybe if I had watched that trailer, I would have even gotten, except I, I mean, I still would have left the first one for the first time feeling probably just as satisfied. And, um, like, I mean, I still really liked the whole entire, like, experience i i almost so i mean i i get your criticism so i think another common critic like the friend i went to see it with uh, my friend brian he he i think he got a little too misled by the title yes there's no war it's so dumb okay so like why is there no like fucking apes on a horses shooting fucking humans man (laughs) so i didn't know like see i kind of i i i I was impressed by the fact that the title is that misleading and i still enjoyed it i mean because there's really no action aside from like that first scene and then like five minutes at the end. Um, but the five minutes at the end is so underwhelming too because it's supposed to be this big like battle for humanity and like justice between like this uh, militant group that's supposed to – not they don't even like the apes but they're like anti-fucking Nazis basically. And they're just like getting their fucking helicopter shit on and then – uh, they're just like sh- it's just yeah, boring is it, is, action. Is it, yeah, is it really that interesting to watch one of the donkey apes pass a grenade launcher to a guy who then shoots a helicopter? No, um, and I didn't even need a war scene. I think is like I I I, I kind of liked that it was turned into a heist movie almost. Sure, I thought that was but, cool. But then like yeah. but then it's like they 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 complete their heist. But then I think I don't know if this is bad editing or bad directing. But it's like they complete the heist and they show them walking away. And then all of a sudden, then they're just right in front of the right in front of the camp again. It, it had looked like they had escaped like fifteen minutes before in the script, and then the battle starts, and they look around, and all the ape cages are empty, and then this whole battle goes on for like ten minutes, and then you see apes just like walking directly in front of them. It's like yeah. there had been plenty of time at that point for them to get safely away, except for Caesar who has yeah. to go back in and make sure what he's dead. So. I don't know. I didn't need an all-out war scene at the end, but the way they did it maybe wasn't as uh, wasn't as smart as they could have been. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing is some of the little details, like when Nova is at when when she like makes her way like onto the campsite, mm-hmm. and just like there's just like no no soldiers, like no lookout. Like I did think about that. That's kind of ridiculous. And then and then when the actual like heist is taking place, and all of the monkeys are literally just leaving the cage and there's thousands of monkeys and nobody notices it kind of bothered me a little bit yeah i thought about that and i was trying to rationalize it in my head and i wasn't i was thinking maybe it was that they're in cages and they assumed that they weren't going to get out of the cages so they didn't put that many people on guard but and they had already thrown monkeys that many people but it takes one person well they threw they threw monkey shit at the one guy that they knew was there and they got him out of the picture but i guess there seemed like there was probably more watchtowers there, and there might have been one other person I mean, that was there to see there it. There was there was a lot of soldiers though. Like when you see Woody Harrelson giving his fucking Nazi morning speech, yeah, there's like a lot of soldiers there. It's it, it's true. It's true. I I enjoyed the heist thing, but I I guess it it I would have more rather it been. I I didn't need a war scene at the end, but maybe it's better if it's still a heist type thing, but it's just harder for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a little bit more satisfying and I think make a little more sense. I like the scene with Woody and Caesar, but it's sort of 
I just love seeing Caesar interact with humans. Like we haven't talked about him yet, but he's really an incredible character. Yeah, he's Um, a yeah for sure. Like nothing ever. There's never been a character like this before in film. It it was just so cool. That was like my favorite part of Dawn was just like we already mentioned a little bit, but just seeing him feel out the Jason Clark character, and because you wonder. You're you're not sure at the end of Rise. You you know because he has the scene with James Franco at the end of Rise that he is at least cool with James Franco, but they've presumably soured on humans some just based yeah. on the events between Rise and Dawn. And then to see him, and then and then at one point he sends away Jason Clark again when the thing with the gun in the. Uh, angry and the the angry other human happens and it's like all right is that his last straw and then he's like smart and perceptive enough to understand that no this is a good guy and those interactions are just like so cool to watch and it was a very purposeful decision on the part of matt reeves to make this even more about the apes so I, i maybe that's a mistake on his part but that was something he really wanted to do but and like i already explained earlier is this it was interesting seeing caesar being pushed to the brink and what is it going to take to make this super, super intelligent person that always makes the most pragmatic decision do something different. And I'd say that was an interesting part of this movie for me, but, um, well, yes. And because it's like, you're, they're trying to humanize the ape, right? Like he's trying his best. He's not, he's not completely perfect. Like he's not going to always make every right decision all the time. Yes. Um, I just, I'm just trying to like one thing that I really like about Rise and Dawn is sort of like the way that they do the human ape interaction where whether it's one human, multiple humans or whatever it is, someone sort of has this like change of mind of like this breathtaking thing where these like this ape can talk and this ape is very human like and like they can coexist in a society together. And there's always someone that sort of changes their mind on it. But in this movie, it's just like, hate, 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 hate. You're an ape. People are scared of you. We're going to put you in cage. People want to kill you. And there's never like they're like sniper dude, sort of be, like he sort of is like because it's the same one. It's the same guy that they save at the beginning, right? Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, but there's never really like but, a turn. But he, of, he just like looks at him for a second. He's like, "No, I'm going to shoot you anyway." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think that sort of for me, like those are the kind of little things, like over the course of a two and a half hour movie, where well, it should it have been? It doesn't. It doesn't really uh, sort of pierce the emotions for me because. There's just should something have, missing. The one thing I mean, they could have done differently. Like, should they have had to have won over Nova a little bit? She walks out, and then it's that like was her, such a yeah. That her, da- was... her dad's dead, and she should be. She's probably smart enough to realize they murdered him. And yeah. but like Maurice, great character, very friendly, but also yeah. kind of scary looking, probably to a little kid whose dad was just yeah. killed. And he's just able to charm her and be like, "All right, come, in a, come away in a with world, us." In a world of apes versus humans, yeah, I'm sure you'd probably be scared of an ape if you saw a pack of four of them. So I, I mean, right. I, part of what I, I did enjoy the movie in a way. One other thing we dis- we haven't actually touched on is that I do think in a way it does deal with themes of identity and this yeah, girl. For sure, she she's not like while Woody might understand what's going on with this disease, she has no idea what's happened to her, and she's probably yeah. lost some sense of self. And she comes to figure out figure out a little more idea of who she is by hanging out with the apes. And the Steve Zahn character does go through a little bit of an arc himself too, and yeah. I respect that. So while I agree, like maybe they sh- they should have had to have won over Nova, I still didn't mind her storyline as it was because I thought it was still pretty well done. And I mean, did you like the Steve Zahn stuff? Because I I've, yeah I, I've, yeah okay. I thought it was really so good. I've read some people thought it was too goofy and it felt like it was out of another movie. But I I'm impressed when a movie as heavy as this can add levity in that way and it seems fine. Yeah no I I thought that was really good. 
Um, just like I laughed just as hard both times when he comes out of the place like dressed in the vest and the hat. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! Yeah, I, I laughed at that both times, and then I, I, you know, I started laughing. I think I just got that character more than the rest of my theater because I started laughing when they're in the when they're in the gutter and Maurice asks kneels down so he's gonna step on his back. Like I knew what was gonna happen before it did, yeah. and I just started cracking up, and then he's like the. Yeah. No, like, yeah. I, I just thought that was hilarious. Like those two moments, yeah. really, really, like th- th- those were just hilarious. And it was like I thought it was a cool mix to have a character like that because you don't. Ha- the first two movies like don't have any comic relief, really. Yeah, and it's and it's another like monkey that can talk that's not Koba, whereas all the other monkeys just do the sign language stuff. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, do you think? But, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I mean. What did you think of having the turn of um, where – I mean that conflict came largely from Koba even – really almost even more so than the humans in Dawn. Uh, did you – would you have wanted a different monkey presence or different ape presence here that was a little more opposed aside from the donkeys? Um, or um, No, I, I think it was fine. I mean yeah. I think that they sort of have this desperation – uh, at, at the beginning of the movie, right? Like, hey, we need to get a new home, whatever, whatever. But I almost feel like the movie would have been better served even starting before this movie started. Whereas, because you have like, uh, you have Caesar's kid going on this mission to like search out a new home and all this other stuff. And I think maybe if we start out the movie with Caesar's kid and the other like ape that's with him, they're like in the desert, they're like looking for water, for shelter, whatever. And then the next thing that you do is you you have them come back to the camp, and this is like when after the humans and the soldiers have sort of ravaged it, found them finally. And then and, you care more when he dies. And then you care more when he dies, right? Like that's such a simple twenty minute shift of uh, of resources of movie where maybe it, I don't know. I, like I like this movie, and I really I like I want it so bad to be better. Um, and maybe it is that good to a lot of, obviously it is that good to a lot of people. I just, right, 22 I'm minute mark critical. is when you say you like this movie. So when in three weeks, I, when you I'm think, in three sure, weeks, I'm when you think it's sure. trash, I'm going to come back and point you to this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the pot, I said it was good. <laughs> no, you did. You did. I, I, I just wasn't looking at the timestamp at that point. So now, <sighs> now, now I'm going to have you pinned down when you, when you hate That's it, fine. when the critics keep wadding praise over it and you start hating it more. I mean, but it's like, have you read some of the like blurbs, dude? It's crazy. It's crazy. The <laughs> Best summer blockbuster in years. Smart, thoughtful, confrontational, challenging allegory for a world run amok. I mean, like, like I, I, that's I mean, that's I can, not I can, what this is. I mean, I would even agree with almost all those things, except probably not the best summer blockbuster in years. Yeah, sure. I just, just like, I, but the thing is, right? They have this, it, it, they have this allegory, right? But they really don't comment on it at all. It's just there. What what, really, what what specifically are you referring to? Like they have these camps, they have this this like it's hatred. Like, it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a mix of Nazism and slavery for sure. Yeah, with the whippings, yeah, but then sure. also the marchings and the yeah. working and, and yeah. you know military control, all that. And they but they really don't comment on it. It's just sort of like there. Whereas they're really focusing on the human emotion and what it'll take Caesar to sort of like snap. And sort of like how far can his buttons be pushed until he sort of no longer has his morals. That's and so you you have that in this thing, but it sort of doesn't feel like if you have this place where everyone else is like really terrible, then it's like, yeah, you should also end up being terrible to like save yourself kind of thing. Whereas in like a more stable environment, maybe him sort of going off the rails feels a little bit more 
I, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, trying to agree. I'm trying to think what else they they should have done with the with the the slavery and uh, concentration camp tie ties and how they could have made that um, how they could have approached it slightly differently. Because I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily disagree. Maybe there's something you can do that brings that home in a different way. I'm just, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud and wondering, yeah, how, no, what, I what, I would, what, I, what I would have done differently. I mean, I didn't come away from it bothered by thinking that part of it was bad. I'm just trying to think what I would have done in a different way. Uh, sure. I mean, well, like, I, I, I think maybe, like, maybe there. I mean, because I am hearing it get praise from people. For focusing more on the apes, and like I don't disagree that maybe the ape stuff is more interesting in the first two movies. Like I think Rise almost take definitely takes off to another level when they when he starts dealing with all the other apes in that facility. Um, but here, maybe if you just spend more time with some of the soldiers and in in some way, and not not just yeah. not just the sniper guy that doesn't really actually serve as big of a purpose as he probably should, but just any of the others. Instead, they're just literally there to do nazi mar- to do nazi yeah. marches and then you have more of a sense of what that place is like and or even if it's just in the context of them trying to counter the heist and like we're saying as opposed to it being yeah. absolutely deserted of those 3000 people that were there yeah yeah and the, and the thing going back to like the morality aspect like all of the humans they have this like terrible like they're like all basically like terrible people that are like at left at this place and then we don't really have an explanation for it until Woody just info dumps everything and you start to understand like where they're coming from a little bit more. Like I had to kill my own son so that the rest of us would maintain our humanity, blah, 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 blah. But then it just doesn't, it sort of doesn't retrofit itself well enough. Whereas if you know from like the beginning or you have like more scenes with them that make you feel better rather than like, okay, like this is why they're doing all this stuff. And then like, three two-thirds of the way through they're like well i had this terrible thing happen so this is why i'm acting this way and it you know movies do that all the time where you don't really learn motivations or history of character stuff until later on in the movie but i just i don't know it's hard to put into words i guess but i I think we've done a pretty good job sort of explaining our feelings about the the movie overall oh no i I mean i got you i think i think i was maybe just more like while I, I I think a little bit of the end was problematic. I think I, I don't know. I think I just maybe connected with the the story a little more throughout the throughout the middle. And uh, I don't know. I just do you uh, want to talk about the the end? I don't know if we even really talked about it. Yeah, I mentioned the avalanche thing. I mean, like, but I yeah. I don't know. I, well, I mean, we talked about it in the context of there not being a war, a, a real war, and that didn't bother me. But I mean. I, I I don't know. I just felt like the avalanche was like a convenient way to deal with all those people, and I don't know, like it, I don't know if there's supposed to be some kind of irony in it. Ultimately, them not needing to use their intelligence to survive that avalanche, they just jumped as any other monkey would. Uh, but I I don't know. It just seemed like a, and also the having the two of the exact two propane tanks right there just sitting there to be blown up just yeah i don't know it just, it just seemed simple like it was cool that they hatched a plan on the heist thing and i, I liked it they actually had to do some stuff yeah. whereas the other big conflicts are just really resolved by really obvious plot devices um yeah and i i, I don't know i just think that like i said I, I i guess i went on a little bit of a monologue at the beginning and i that was my feelings on it it's just 
the rest of the, the, everything up in these movies for me, like really up until that point is really, really well done. And that stuff just seemed kind of half baked. And it's kind of weird that that's at the, that's the one point of the trilogy for me that feels half baked when the rest of it's really strong. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. A hundred percent. Um, but yeah, definitely let us know what you guys think of the planet of the apes trilogy. Did you, so do you still think this is your favorite of the three? No, I mean, I, I think I just have to hedge and say that I think, I don't know. I guess Dawn's probably a better movie, but this one probably has the best moments, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. I I haven't seen this one a second time. I actually I actually like I didn't really like Dawn the first time I saw it. And then I saw it a second time and I really, really liked it way more. Hmm. Um so I, so that's interesting. Maybe I I'll probably watch this again like On once table. it comes out. Yeah. I don't really want to sit in the theater for two and a half hours again to watch it. because um, there's other movies I want to see. Yeah, but, dude, you can um, go see Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Yes, dude. Dane DeHaan. And, it's, and, spend, and spend just as much time watching it. Oh, my God. Is it two and a half hours? It's like two, two hours and 20 minutes. And I may or may, may, or may not have taken a 10-minute nap in the third act. <laughs> yeah, that's not, not a great sign. Um, but, yeah, if you guys want to interact with us, Josh, where can we find you on the Twitter? Uh, at Josh Jernavoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. I'm at aklambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E, podcast Twitter, 52in52pod, podcast email, 52in52pod at gmail.com. And uh, one, th- one thing yes. with, that, with that email, I mean, I think I'm getting the feeling this is going to be a stronger August than last year was for movies, but maybe we'll do a couple old movies again. So if any if any of our tens of listeners out there are, or tens of or tens of loyal listeners, <laughs> whoever whoever wants to be like the MVP of our listeners and send us like a movie recommendation to the email address, uh, maybe we'll talk about yeah. it if it's something that's yeah. not new. Or Twitter, wherever. Yeah. Personal, don't matter. Send us a fucking text. We'll give you our phone number. <laughs> Um, uh, I don't, not if you're weird, though. Yeah, we're weird, Josh, so it's <laughs> fine. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.